Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. This is episode number 13. My name is George Ortega. It is Wednesday, or is it Thursday? I think it's Thursday, sorry. Thursday, July 23rd, 2020 at 8.05 a.m. And... um, I want to continue talking about the morality of what's happening, how COVID-19 is both a punishment and an opportunity for us to create a much better world. We can finally transition back to a diet that doesn't include animals. In fact, that's our only option, reasonable option for remaining safe from future pandemic. We can wait until the cultured cell food industry is ready to go to market and uh, we can continue eating beef and chicken and pork and fish and eggs and milk. Or we can, um, we can do that before that happens. It may take a while. Um, I would suggest that um, I suggest we first try to convince the entire world to become vegan to stop farming animals, both in industrial farms and on factory farms. And if we can do that, then we don't have to invest in this new cultured meat industry. Um, We have plant-based hamburgers, chicken nuggets, uh, taste just as good, I suppose. Um, but I think we should, I think we should try that first. Obviously, if it's not working, if, if people are too connected to eating meat to get behind this, then we will have to invest the $50 billion I've been talking about to fast track this research so we don't have to wait 10 or 15 years to have these products come to market, within which time we would be worrying about the next pandemic. If we uh, invest $50 billion now, 
on more researchers, more resources. We can probably have these products in market in two years, three years, four. The average time that a, um, a vaccine takes to, to go from initiation of the research to, to marketing the product is about 10 years. The, the fastest that's ever been done is four years. 57, I believe. Um, we are fast tracking now vaccine to COVID-19 that may be ready within a year of their having initiated the uh, research. So if we can take a, a process that takes at least 10 years and fast track it to one year when it comes to vaccines, we can uh, spend $50 billion on the research to bring cultured cell products to market within a year. And naturally, it's not anything that uh, that is so expensive relative to the price that we pay if we don't do this. You know, that 50 billion represents half of 1% of the trillions of dollars we'll be spending on this, and that's a conservative estimate. But it may though be time for humanity to evolve beyond eating meat, whether it's cell-based or farm animals. It may be time for us to uh, to leave that part of us behind, to leave the violence of it behind, the, the cruelty that's involved in, 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 the, uh, in the farming and the slaughter of those animals. COVID-19, while it's a punishment, it's also a gift in that it teaches us that we can, because we have to, because it's the right thing to do, stop eating meat and fish and milk and eggs. And by this create a much, much better world. You know, the show evolves. I'm going to continue talking about the uh, morality of this. This COVID is a punishment. It's a punishment for our mistreating animals. And now we have the, uh, we have the opportunity to um, redeem ourselves, redeem humanity. And if we do this, then God may be pleased enough 
to spare us the ravages of climate change. and spare us future pandemics and spare us the effects of antibiotic resistance with its superbugs that are posing a threat that some experts have said is even greater than that of climate change. So we have a, an opportunity now to create a far better world, a far kinder world and a far healthier world not just in terms of ending pandemics, but in terms of being personally healthier. The number one cause of death in the United States is heart disease. The number one cause of heart disease is meat consumption. Uh, number two cause of death in the United States is cancer, and cancer has been associated with dairy products with processed meats, with animal-derived products. So this is the time for this kind of message. It's a message of hope. It's a message to God that we're ready to become better people, that we're ready to deserve his reprieve, that we're ready to move into a much better world, a much kinder world, once this distancing and, and shutdown has been lifted, once this threat has subsided. We can prove ourselves worthy of a much, much more wonderful world. And the, the amazing thing about this is we have no reasonable choice but to do this. To rely on, on vaccines, universal vaccines or vaccines for the otherwise coming pandemics is untenable because that strategy is too fraught with limitations and difficulties and uncertainty. The surest way we have of remaining as safe as possible from these pandemics is to end the farming of animals. And uh, we may also want to end the cutting of forests like the Amazon rainforest which when we do, it brings their bats who are the reservoirs of virus caused diseases and it brings them into civilization, into uh, where we live and uh, people have been infected in that way. So we wanna end that and uh, we may wanna move beyond zoos. That I'm not sure about. There, there may be safe ways to 
to keep um, animals and zoos happy. I don't know. Um, we would we would probably want to um, stop most uh, zoo practices. And naturally, we just because of the morality of it, it's not about catching diseases from them, or, or though perhaps I don't know enough about this to say, but uh, we, we unnecessarily use animals like rabbits in labs to test our products, and we afflict them horribly, intentionally, again, in ways that are not necessary. We have means of, of testing our products that don't require this kind of um, animal abuse. So, so basically, yeah, it's, it's time for hum humanity, human beings, our, our species, to extend a great love we feel toward ourselves and each other, notwithstanding the, uh, the callousness that sometimes um, accompanies it, we can extend this great love to the animal kingdom by letting them be, by letting them just be free and live their lives. COVID-19 is, um, is a guide. It's a push by God. to become better people, to become a better humanity. God will tolerate a certain injustice for a certain time, and then God will say, well, it's time to evolve beyond that injustice. Uh, that happened with slavery. It's, it's happened with the treatment of women, with the treatment of other minorities. It's happened... Um, with the treatment of the poor. Our, our compassion toward each other has, has, um, has been great in many ways. Um, and now we have to extend it to, to all of sentient um, all of sentient life here. I mean, as much as we can control. We need to talk about this. We need to um, voice this. We need to, to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it with however many people we can until it's done. I suppose the easiest way to do that is to, to first talk to the people in the media. You know, we talk to the people in the media and, uh, and then they talk to everyone and, uh, and then everyone knows. You know, it's, um, 
it's, it's deceitful for the media to, to keep from people this reality that, um, that unless we stop eating animals, we will live in dread of the next pandemic. And um, and to, to express to us, to share our thoughts that harming those animals has been exceedingly wrong and, uh, and something for which we have been punished. And our punishment apparently is not half done. And naturally our politicians, our leaders, the leaders of the world need to start talking about this. Everyone needs to start talking about this. Social media um, it, took, it took a while for slavery, abolition to, uh, to achieve its end. They didn't have uh, telephones and televisions and uh, the internet. Communication traveled slowly. So what perhaps took them decades to accomplish, we can accomplish within a month. This, uh, this message uh, is amplified and it reaches the entire world and people begin talking about it. And when people begin talking about it and exploring it and understanding it, the answer becomes as clear as necessary, as clear as uh, as clear as necessary. Think about it. Do you want to like live through another time like this? People lose their businesses, their lives, their health. There is only one, one way to, to redeem ourselves from, from what we've done and now from how we're being punished. We need to stop farming and eating animals and be kinder to other animals in other ways. That's the message, both from a scientific and a religious and a spiritual perspective, all three perspectives. From a philosophical perspective, from a practical perspective, an economic perspective, environmental perspective.
God rewards us for the good we do. God sees us being good to other people, to our family, our friends, the world, and God rewards us for that. And when we um, neglect our responsibilities, when we neglect to be compassionate, to be careful, to be responsible, when we, uh, when we turn to cruelty, and the selfishness that engenders it, you get punished as we're being punished. And again, it's like a, a parent who punishes a child does that with love so that the child learns and becomes better. God is punishing us in that same way. For those same reasons. To make us better people, to make us more loving, to make us more compassionate, to, to bring more joy into this world. time for us to evolve. It's time for us to take the next step. We in the, in the richer countries, for the most part, ended wars. We still abuse people with our criminal justice system. Which has to and also, it's not just the non-human animals we have to treat better, we have to treat the people who we're, we've been treating like animals for decades. And uh, we need to find better ways to help them, to help us. And there's reason to be optimistic about all this because, um, because so much good will come from it, from our stopping eating animals and treating everyone better. So much good will come from this. Naturally will, um, in hindsight, just be bewildered regarding how long it took, why we hadn't done this sooner, why it took a pandemic like this to, to make this world as wonderful as it could, it can and should be. It's not a complicated message. Scientifically, farming animals is placing us at risk of future pandemics. Religiously abusing and torturing those animals 
is incurring God's wrath. We stop hurting those animals. God forgives us and rewards us with a much better world. This is a difficult time, but let's understand that by doing what's right, what's necessary, we will be creating a better world. And that's a great cause of, for optimism, you know, to, uh, to be very sober during these times in, in terms of uh, how we're seeing the world, how we act, but, but to, to also have within us this, this joy of expectation, this joy of, of, of knowing that we can evolve as a species, as a humanity, beyond farming and eating animals. And we can create a much, much better world from this we can treat all sentient beings on the planets, human and unhuman, not human, much, much more kindly in a way that, that helps them immeasurably and, and also helps us, fills us with love. And, um, and, um, and brings God's blessings, God's forgiveness and God's gratitude. Yeah, let's, uh, let's not have to spend $50 billion on lab-grown meat. Let's stop eating meat and farming those animals. Because that's the best way. It's the way that makes most sense. It's the best way for us. All right, I'm um, running out of time. I usually do somewhat of a commercial, but I think I'll uh, skip that this time. It's time for us to become better people, to understand that we need, in both scientific terms and in a way that, that pleases God and, and, and corrects our, our wrongs, transition from eating meat to eating plants that are so much healthier and so much better for us and for the planet and to treat us, to treat everyone much more kindly. But, um, I'll have a great weekend. I will see you again on Monday.